breaking into the clear, Mr. Brightside from Osbar, the bit of love under siege, Mr. Brightside charged up, Mr. Brightside takes the lead, Icebar runs on, Mr. Brightside for the Mr. Brightside bridging the gap with Iron Superman, Mr. Brightside back, Mr. Brightside won it from Iron Superman, Buffalo River then They bump round the turn to Mr. Brightside at the 150. Pink for home. Two and a half lengths in front of Spanish Mission Inspirational Girl. But Mr. Brightside put pay to them. And it's race clear. And Mr. to Farnay, I'm thunderstruck, stride for stride. I'm thunderstruck, finishes hard, gets a nick in front and won the two. And I'm thunderstruck digging in now. Captain Rufy, I'm thunderstruck, went boom over the top. I'm thunderstruck, got up to win the game. Alligator blood, 50 metres to go, two links in front. I'm thunderstruck, needing to get there. Alligator blood, tiring. I'm thunderstruck over the top, rumbling hate. Rothfire is still the leader. Here comes the blood now. Alligator blood on the outside. Stormed up and took over. Alligator blood's in front. Flashing late private eye. But Alligator blood from the straight back. When I thought of what she told me, Alligator blood, 200 metres to go. Zaki not done with, but Alligator blood, three quarters. Zaki, I'm thunderstruck, running on. 100 to go. Alligator blood from Zaki, I'm thunderstruck. Alligator blood, the Gators going to do it today. Alligator blood, but at three quarters of a leg. Now on PG Podcast Network, it's time for the year-round carnival with Vince Accardi and your host, Racetrack Rolfie. G'day, thanks so much for getting our preview podcast. This is our add-on of the All-Star Mile only, and uh, it's going to be a cracking race. So as you heard there in that little bit of preview music, the market's identified three horses, Alligator Blood, I'm Thunderstruck, and Mr. Brightside. They've had some Great cracking jewels, but is there a bit more to it than that? Let's break it apart with Vince Cardi from Daily Sexuals. Morning, Vince. Hey, Ralphie, good morning. Why did I even go on my uh, – is that right? It's just Melbourne, Sydney is going to be like high 30s or mid-30s for the weekend? Or at least it. Saturday. Yep. Wow. Yep. Fast and Fantastic. hot. Fast and hot. The, uh, the Gee, weather that, bureau at the moment is saying 37 degrees in Melbourne. So I suppose the only other variable might be, might, during the day they might announce that uh, that maybe the races are a bit earlier or later. Who knows? Because they've got lights in Mooney Valley. But uh, the information we provide now is correct as of 5.35 uh, a.m. Friday morning. But, um, but if there's anything to come to hand tomorrow, of course, that'll be part of our updated podcast. But uh, Mooney Valley, when the rail's true but it's hot, you need to be up the, up the front, mate, Vince. As a rule. Wow, that's ex- yeah, I was looking at that explosive. So it's near fifty percent, and yep. you know, obviously the hot lanes are close to the fence, and therefore it does make it hard for the back markers. Midfielders can still win. It just gets back down to how fast that race has run through the first half. Yeah, so I mean, I suppose a lot of the um, a lot of those 
the the majority of the stats you're saying can often be in smaller fields, but if they're really really hot, it's, it can be a challenge up front. If it the, can if, the, if they and, overextend. Yeah, and it allows those midfielders and backmarkers to yeah. get in, and you can potentially get into the the deep lanes and still come into play. But generally speaking, it's lane one to three, close to the fence, uh, very very well. They they definitely get an edge, Ralphie. Oh no doubt, no doubt. So a couple of the things to put on the table first before we get to the breakdown is that the both gentlemen Roy and Cascadian are undergoing vet checks today. Both staples have said that they neither horses missed any work, but uh, one of those could greatly affect the shape of this race because of course gentlemen Roy is a leader. So what we'll do, we'll do all our assumptions based on him running, but I just thought I'd put that on the table early. Vince, that wow. said, how are you expecting the early speed to, uh, to unfold? Well, there's no point in saying anymore in these big races that they could be even speed because they just don't. It doesn't happen. They just yeah. all want to go hard and fast because too much money at stake. So I've gone, you know, I've taken the fit, Ralphie, that the intel all based off the last two runs is clearly indicating that we're going to be plus four on the low and maybe plus eight on the high. So they're, they're going to feel pain. The, the one, I know you don't uh, immerse yourself on uh, what's said publicly, but I do think this this uh, bit of information is quite relevant that uh, the connections of Keats have said that they, they want to own the front uh, and mm-hmm. they want this horse to get, get every chance at big odds to just use his asset, which is early pace. So that, that probably adds to the feel, doesn't it? <laughs> I wonder why that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I shouldn't say that. Why? Well, we know this horse has got the capacity to go anywhere between plus three and a half on the low and plus 11 on the high. So, yes, Ralphie, this is just sort of guarantee. It won't even matter if Gentleman Roy's not running then. Yeah, well, Deny Knowledge took took charge of the kid last up, but even Keats was going 8.7 lengths above benchmark at Sandown. So that's the type of heat he can generate. It can, and the 21 days definitely also allows for a little bit of freshness come, to come back into the legs. He, he, this horse really, realistically, is third up, but if you look at the long campaign, he's probably hasn't had any time off since, uh, I don't know, April of last year. Well, that probably brings us to the favourite then, because he's an on-pacer, alligator blood, but he's a, he's a ripper, and not only that, he shows that he doesn't have to lead uh, when, when he's when he's got pace on. He's, in other words, he puts himself on the speed. But if someone else wants to go overdo it, he he can adjust accordingly. And that's that's such an asset as a uh, as a class racehorse fits. Yeah, and you just you've got the maestro man on board, Blake Shin. He, Isn't he in the zone at the moment? Yeah, master master on pace. Well, actually, he's just a master of regardless where you sit. He really yeah. understands race shape and gets a feel of the speed of the race and he allows the horses to be where he believes you need to be in terms of speed. So it looks like he is going to have the golden sit and he's going to be the first horse that's going to go past whoever's potentially leading if it's not alligator blood. And that's the one they've all got to run down. He gets all the advantages and I can understand why he's a tight price because realistically, you couldn't have it any other way with this horse. This horse just like was sensational last start, Ralph. Just off that one run, I can't see any reason why this horse isn't just going to explode forward. 
what's his mild profile compared to what he did first up uh, at uh, at Sandown in the Futurity Stakes? Where really he had the perfect race shape, and I don't I say that with zero knock on him because of course then he lets down with the second best last four hundred two hundred of the day. He was terrific. Well, his range is pretty much when we're looking strictly a mile. It's it's, it's at the top end. He's a three point seven or plus four point one range. Yep, and the reality is this is where he sort of sits. And mind you, that run of plus 4.1 at Flemington back in November of last year, there's nothing to say that this horse still can't improve because, you know, he had his challenges. And I know he's six years old and everything sort of indicates there's no more. I just guess for me, I'm not scoring him beyond that at the moment. And the reason being is that he's got the synthetic hoof filler in. Yep. So that may have a little bit of an impact in terms of how they've had to work him because you know you have to be at the top of your game for this particular race. And his best ever performance is like 4.5 and that's at 1,400. So I said to myself, well, you're a chance to run 4.5 maximum. You're most likely going to run somewhere around 4 and you get the advantage of being on pace and stalking leaders and the number one rider in the field. So on your on your race speed profile here, IVR forecast four point four. What that's saying is, you're gonna to have to come to play to win this race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you do. If you can't, well, no. We I guess we've got to always look at the two sides of the coin, don't we, yep. Ralphie? In the event, let's say thunderstruck and alligator blood don't come to play then the bar is going to be, realistically, you have to be able to have a hurdle rate of three and a half. So no matter what, three and a half is the minimum. If you can't run three and a half or high, you won't get on the podium, Ralphie. All right. Well, you mentioned I'm thunderstruck. So, and this is probably a bit of an overview too from last start. I can't help but think that markets maybe overreacted a little bit with alligator blood. What we identified was there had to be a challenge that there could have been some flatness with both I'm Thunderstruck and Mr. Brightside going into the Futurity on the 14-day backup from a huge mid-race in the Yorba Stakes. Can you just uh, explain exactly what that was for people getting us for the first time? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, Ralphie. When you look at basically like what happened at Sandown, now that first section, this is this I'm first Thunderstruck. Up? Yep, first up, yep. travelled 6.1 lengths slower than the benchmark standard which is a pretty cruisy speed. But then between the 8 and the 400, the horse has gone from 6.1 below to 6.8 lengths above. So that's, that's what's that, 12.7 length mid-race squeeze. But then the last part is the biggest power of it all, the overall sustained speed of the last 800 metres. You've got to look at this horse. He's around 6.7 last 400. We add the two together, we get a 13 and a half lengths above benchmark. And realistically, when you're plus 10 or more, it starts to get pretty pretty dangerous in terms of having a flat, flat line run. Now, I know this has got to give some compensation for the first section, but it was first up, Ralphie. So then he's turned up at his second up run, and here's the real visibility. His early speed was virtually the same. 5.6 lengths below benchmark through the first section, so the variance was only half a length. But then we look at the critical overall last 800. Firstly, between the 8 and the 4, the horse did have a mid-race move. It was 6.8 lengths, but it was only 1.2 lengths above the benchmark. And then the last 400 metres, 
4.8. We add them two together, it was less than half, Ralphie. So that's a clear sign of a couple of things. Number one, the horse did feel the first up run. Of course, a lot easier in hindsight. And the second part is there is this possibility that this horse's best distance range is now going to be a mile or maybe, I'm not, I'm not going to say 100% longer, but definitely a mile. So, and, and the other thing that we want to layer in, and <laughs> I'll have to go back seven days to what James Cummings, uh, the maestro, did that uh, in the new market with it in secret. This horse, trainer's intent, in this case, two trainers, <laughs> Price and Mick Kent, but when this horse came into the, into the stable for the start of this prep, this was his goal. So this yes. is grand final day, and it's three weeks since the, uh, since the futurity. Yeah, and it's a little bit tough because it's at Mooney Valley, Ralphie. Yeah. It, it, it is a little bit tough, but I guess on the plus side, I mean, I know it's only had the one run there, and it did, did demonstrate that it can handle Mooney Valley, so that part's good, but it's where you're going to be positioned in running. They, they're going to roll at a, at a pretty fast tempo, Ralphie, so where does that put Daniel Moore and I'm thunderstruck? You know, what's the game plan? Are they going to be just chilling and allowing the horse just to run. Now, if they run the horse at its own natural speed, and I had a good look at this, Ralphie, when we're looking at a mile, I, I went to see this this runner's profile, and what I did is I looked at everything between 1,500 metres to 1,600 metres, and when I looked at the variance, the variance looked to be anywhere between I eliminated that heavy track run back in April of 22nd. It's somewhere yep. between... Minus 5.96 range on the low to plus somewhere around two to three on the top end. So let's just visualize this, Ralphie. If the races run at maximum speed of eight and the horse is running six lengths below benchmark, the horse got no chance of winning, right? It's 14 yep. lengths from the leaders approaching the 800. Now, if we run it somewhere between eight, and six, and Bright, Mr. Brightside, Daniel Moore, has his horse travelling somewhere closer to benchmark, which is still within the zone of this horse to be able to, you know, put down a, a maximum performance last 400, 600 metres, then the horse is in the strike range. And that's where it needs to be. Because if it's last, Ralphie, you can bet your life, it's going to be 14 lengths off them. Now, there are circumstances at Mooney Valley. If... It, it can happen at a mile, yep. and it definitely happens at 2,000 metres. You can come from 15, 16, 17, 18 lengths off the lead speed and win if they run plus 10 or higher. Now, could that happen? Is that possible? Like you, you mentioned to me at the start that they're going to look to put the Bunsen burners on Keats, and if yep. General Roy is running in the race, then could we see an over-extension and they actually break the barrier and go to plus 10 or higher. Is that possible? Then maybe it won't be so bad if uh, I'm Thunderstruck's travelling benchmark or slightly, because you don't want to be too close to that heat. That actually disadvantages all the on-pace runners. I can't help thinking this barrier is perfect for him if, of course, and we don't know there's still a barrier is open, if he gets a traffic-free run because if he draws wide, and often wide barriers are, uh, you know, provide us with a little bit of gold, Vince, because the market uh, over overrates the, the, the disadvantage. But on this occasion, if he drew, drew wide, he probably has to go, go back last. I, I imagine his mindset's going to be, well, let's, let's settle midfield from this barrier. 
Well, that's what I'm really hoping for. And the horse does have the natural tactical speed. I mean, this is what I love about some of the big big riders. Now, I'm not saying Daniel Moore doesn't have the capacity to do so. He absolutely has the capacities. This is the big event. You've got to, you know, ask for a bit of a, you know, extra effort from your horses. This is this is the grand final, so you can't just sit there and say, "Well, I'll just smoke the pipe out the back," because yeah. it's going to end up in failure. Oh, I, had a, I had a good look at his stats, actually, Vince. That uh, in the yep. market, he's actually got good city stats. So I, I consider him one of those jockeys who just takes his chances. We saw him win a Group One on Sierra Sue. I think there's another one, but over summer, when he's been in the market, he's got good stats. Yes, he does. Even though he's, well, he's having a poor run at the moment. <laughs> well, this is the thing. When I look at the dashboard yep. and just look at all the key statistics on the last 50 runs, and that's just using the racing analytics platform, Ralphie, what I'm noticing is that he's uh, bottom three Yep. in terms of his profile, which is you know not, not great, but that doesn't mean that he can't do it. Now, I love what you said when he's on – High price, high price horses like favourites. His his strike rate's fantastic. It's a lot closer to the forty percent range, and I'm taking that position. He's on a high profile horse. He really only has to do one thing, Ralphie, is get out of the gates cleanly, and like you said, find your position, and probably if you can be settling midfield, that's perfect. Perfect. Uh, Mr. Brightside, of course, lines up with I'm Thunderstruck. All the things you said about the mid-race squeeze uh, first up in the oar with I'm Thunderstruck applies to Mr. Brightside. He, too, had to provide a huge mid-race squeeze, and he, too, had to then back up into the futurity. Yes, he really, really did, and he, his squeeze was phenomenal. Not only was superior to I'm Thunderstruck, the overall last 800 was also superior. So all things being equal, you would have to say to yourself that Mr. Brightside comes into the race better off. Now, what I say by better off, potentially better. The question is, though, that was a 1,400. What happens with that extra extension to the mile? And this is the difference. Where's their profiles? And... I know that the stable have been saying that for a while now that this is this is a high level horse for them. I even, if I'm not mistaken, they may have made comment that they they likened it to better loosen up. Or this is probably coming from the father's side, right? Not so yeah. much the sons because I don't think they were around them. But I'm sure they watched plenty of tapes. <laughs> well, if that's the case, I'll be going well. But I'm just going purely on profile and performance. We've got that run four point one. It is a little bit behind I'm Thunderstruck. So if both horses brought their top, there's a good one-length gap yep. between the two. And, you know, I'm sort of marking both trainers even. Rider-wise, well, Curry's a good rider. So I can't sort of knock that from that point of view. And where is this horse going to be positioned running? It's potentially maybe going to be in front of I'm Thunderstruck, potentially, in, t- in running. But it doesn't mean that that just because it might be a length in front of it, that that gets the superior advantage. The reality is I'm Thunderstruck does have to step up another level and find that half length to a length to get victory unless I'm Thunderstruck that no longer has the capacity to run in the mid-fives. 
And you're saying no longer because that was the spring of 2021. Uh, yes. Various circumstances, including wet tracks and slow tempo, have yep. been against him since. But that's that's just what's on the table. One little worry for me with Mr. Brightside: uh, if they go overdo it, the the inside barrier could almost be a negative. He might even be caught in a vacuum too close. Well, it's one of these things. One's drawn two, one's drawn five. It's hard to say, Ralphie. Well, I'm saying that they they'll say, well, we need to be on speed uh, because they've previously, you know, like when he led throughout at Moody Valley last last uh, prep, he won. But <laughs> what was that? That was hurdle speed, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> Won't be hurdle yeah, speed I mean, tomorrow. Yeah, if it was for some chance hurdle speed, let's just say that did happen, right? Yeah, for whatever reason, gentleman Roy doesn't turn up. Keats. Uh, misses the start or something happens or whatever and it's not coming to the front and the alligator blood's there you know alligator blood can control the front and the, yep. all of a sudden if they went orderly then I would say it's a massive negative to um, Mr. Brightson but if, if they're running like we're projecting Ralphie, it's going to be like a football over there's going to be spots everywhere for you to travel off the fence, <laughs> yeah, everywhere exactly. <laughs> Fair enough too Alright, so they're the three obvious um, and we'll obviously talk business tomorrow but w- what you're saying is there's the it's high, and these horses are set to come to play. They are set to come to play. They really are, and it's it's a little bit unfortunate in some ways. I mean, the market's doing its job this time. I mean, we, we like the market to be wrong as well to help ourselves yep. in some cases, or we can get a little bit more advantage, but it appears to be on the money, and I can understand why they've got it, you know, alligator blood a lot tighter because it gets a lot of favours and it gets the number one rider. Well, if there is a bit of value, and obviously I did my own work yesterday, and then yep. up comes your, your most of edge, and it's Laws of Indices uh, is fourth behind these three. So let's make the case for Laws of Indices. Is there a chance the market's going to let you on for a huge price because he's never won in Australia, but his top end's pretty good, and there's been excuses for when he has produced. In other words, you know, he's, he's fourth to two on Thunderstruck and that Golden Eagle, first Australian start. He's had lots of wet tracks, and, uh, and he's, uh, he's been running well. Uh, first two runs, and it looks like he's set to peak. This is another runner. I'm not going to put it in the same bracket as Mr. Brightside, but the noise has always been that this has got huge potential. And I, <laughs> I've been wanting and hoping for the same thing to happen. <sighs> what I'm just noticing is this, with this horse, is the horse can't put two sections together at a high level. That's all I'm seeing, right? I, I've i put the horse there in the sense that run-wise, the way the race shape's going to be, this horse is going to be suited. Definitely has good tactical seat, better than I'm Thunderstruck, and in my view, better than Mr. Brightside and can be in a really, really good position forward and midfield, especially in a fast run race. My only reservation is, is when you peel through the profile... His maximum capacity over the last 800, because we need to look at this endurance part, Ralphie. It's around yeah. plus eight at the top end. Now, we've just talked about Brightside, 14s. I'm Thunderstruck, you know, rock solid in the 12s. Alligator blood in the plus 10 range off the front, right? Yep. That that makes the horse vulnerable, right? So that's my only um, reservations. But who knows? Maybe... As Annabelle Neesham 
is hoping that we still haven't seen the very best and this horse may take that next step. But that's the negative. I want it there for a few reasons. Number one, don't leave it out of your multis. A little bit like uh, my O'Brien, right? You can't leave these horses out. I mean, did we remember like what happened to that horse? When it burst onto the scene, everyone went, "Yeah, Cox Plate Day." You, 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 yeah. your head rolled off when, when the figures came through. <laughs> what was? Well, you know what happened there. <laughs> I mean, that was stunning. Yes. Now, is it the same horse? Well, trial-wise, and the first up run, no, right? But I had another look at that Thinkers first again. up run. Yep, I seen a couple of little things there. I go, you know what? It actually wasn't a bad run. The mid race move was in excess of ten lengths, going eight and a half lengths below benchmark. It actually closed pretty strongly over the last four hundred, given the circumstances, and was going to be a monster leaper. And the other thing was, we know Annabelle Newsham, you know, getting the horses wound up first up. It doesn't appear that she could do this with this horse, and this horse might be that sort of horse that just sharply elevates off racing. So I just also, wanted it, yeah, yeah. I just wanted it to be there, not to be forgotten. Absolutely. Sorry, I just meant to say it was also listed as EIPH first up, and amazing how how that oh, happens well, when, there, when there's no market support. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, yeah. A couple of others at, at, at odds, just a brief comment, Vince. Uh, Cascadian, um, well, I suppose he has to completely concede Mellon, but he's uh, the rider I want to be with when you completely concede. We saw him win for this camp in Paul Lely under these circumstances in the uh, in the winner bottom in Perth last year. Cold ride, out wide. If the leaders overdo it, he's probably going to – the old boy, uh, he's, he's got that capacity to really close hard. Yeah, it's got the capacity. It would be interesting to see how – the horses, you know, like as they went went over to WA and they've come back. Yeah. And that last run at WA was pretty pretty powerful. It's hard to knock that first up run, Ralph, here at Randwick because, I mean, again, off a really slow pace, the mid-race move was fantastic. It was around 13 lengths. Overall, last 800 metres was combined 7.1 lengths. So the horse is not going badly. There was a little bit of a slowdown between the four and the two of around half a length as well. So, I, you know, wanted to factor that in a little bit. So the energy efficiency of the horse wasn't, like, on point. And, yes... This horse, we know that it's uh, got it in its armour, rock solid three range, and you know if it was happens to find you know like at the top end, it could get into the plus four range. Will that happen tomorrow? Um, yeah, some people are braver than me. Aegon uh, is—he's almost been a mini version of uh, I'm Thunderstruck and uh, and Mister Mister Brightside, but he is behind him. That's the reality. Yeah. I, I feel there's enough evidence there. We, I mean, I look at the Trent, Trentham profile from December of last year when the horse ran at uh, – where was it here? Sorry, Ralphie. The performance of Flemington was its peaking run, a 3.5 yep. lengths above IVR benchmark. That was its uh, top-end run. And that's – that. There is a, there's nothing to suggest that the horse can't run to that level. Its profile sort of, again, you know, came out of that huge first-up run. It was massive. So showed a lot of merit and also entitled to be flattened second up. So there is the big chance of a peaking run. And, and it's sort of like right on the doorstep for me. It was sort of one of those players that, you know, was knocking on the door as a top four contender. And it's just a matter of if you're going to take a view, could this horse extend itself beyond plus three and a half? Could, could this horse do that? I'm not big on the short break. That's all, Ralphie. Yeah. 
Um, Alan Quirr, what, what, what have you been able to work out with this import here? I mean, he's, jeez, uh, that, that, that win at the Curra, I mean, he had a horse called State of Rest behind him. <laughs> so, it, and I'm yep. saying he was behind him in the run and then chased him home before State of Rest won at Royal Ascot. So some respect to his talent, surely. No, the horse has got definite ability. I spent some time yesterday and the day before having a good close look at this horse. And interestingly enough, now, I've profiled it based on the performance. We've got to go four starts back when it produced a 2.1 above. Yep. And I felt the technicals are maybe I shouldn't uh, have that expectation of this horse running to that level because of the distance profile. But when I look back before that, and this is sort of bringing in your thinking process about state rest, there was two runs when the horse really hit the high-end speed and – at its very best, it does have a 6.7, Ralphie. So wow. class-wise, it certainly isn't a horse that isn't up to this field. It is up to this field. If it was 2,000 metres, I'd probably take a slightly different view. He's also got an, another performance at 3.9, which is, again, giving me absolute confirmation that this horse is up to this level. Just... Usually when I look at the internationals, I don't like to go that far back to pin their profile for today. But I said, okay, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to score you on your best of your, your last four runs, and that's uh, genuine plus 2.1. The rest, the other three runs have been awful, Ralphie. So uh, if it won, would I be shocked? No. I'd say, wow, imagine this horse now, 2,000 metres, is going to be big parties coming up. But well, let's wait and see if the horse can do it. So, yeah, the, there's the two equations. On talent, he's got the talent, but can he can he turn up and bring it? So, yeah, and if the uh, horse very, didn't have that, yes, yeah, if the horse didn't yeah. have those bad last three runs, Ralphie, there's, there's a case I could make to say maybe I'll give you 3.9. Uh, we, we sizzled Cheese a Belter last week, but, of course, we weren't expecting a seven-day backup. <laughs> that must be tough for a filly. Well, how many fillies have we seen in recent times that can that can do that? In, yep. it, especially if you're in pressure races, how many? Not many. No, no. right. And the reality is, I I, de I definitely don't like it when it's brutal first section plus seven point five, and then still running above benchmark between the eight and the four hundred. I feel that's always a more brutal scenario than having it at the back end of the race. All right, so and then thirty seconds. I've anything about the yeah? Uh, thirty seconds. Anything about the inevitable nugget? They're both drawn low. Profile superbly. It's a horse that's a fringe player. Again, it's just all about are the top three not going to turn up? In the horses yep. in the race. A bit like she's a belter. If those top three don't turn up and the race shape doesn't turn out the way we're sort of been talking, then there are chances. So pretty much in summary, it sounds like it's uh, it's it's about the the gator and uh, and I'm thunderstruck from Mr. Brightside, and then it's a, it's a pretty bit of a bit of an open race. Doesn't sound like you're arguing with the market a lot, Vince. No, I'm I'm definitely not arguing with the market at all. Yep. All right, nice and simple. We'll uh, we'll do, talk business in the morning with the uh, All Star Mile, but in the meantime, appreciate you getting our uh, our service.